Hello and welcome to the Every Child Every Day podcast. I'm your host, Rob Arnold, Superintendent of Amherst County Public Schools. For over a year now, schooling in Amherst County and across the country has looked very different. We have learned about hybrid spaces, A and B days, virtual learning, mitigation strategies, social distancing, and so on and so on and so on. And while we have handled these challenges successfully, it is certainly time to begin thinking about the future and how we can return to some sense of normalcy. On today's show, I will review the school's recommendation concerning the school year 21-22. Please join me. Today, I am going to be doing this by myself. I don't have any guests. And so what I'd like to do on today's show is to uh, give families and uh, students some information that will start to help you make decisions about the fall of 21 and for the uh, next school year. And so at our most recent school board meeting, I, um, I shared some information uh, with the board uh, that came from a survey and uh, shared some recommendations that I would like for the school board to consider moving into next year. And so I'd like to take that, uh, the opportunity today to share those, uh, that information and those recommendations with you. And so first, in the last couple of weeks, we have a uh, planning survey out to parents and guardians. So first, I'd like to thank those that have uh, submitted information. If you have not, please do so. You can you can get that information uh, on our website, uh, and we'll have it posted there where you can you can find a link and and jump into that survey and give us some some information so we can we can plan. But at this point, we have we have heard from 1,200 of our uh, just over 3,900 students, and uh, so uh, once again, thank you to those parents and students that have filled that out. And what, what we have received from uh, the survey to this point is that a little over 87% of all the, all the people that have um, responded uh, would like to return to in-person uh, five days a week, all day learning in the uh, upcoming school year. Uh, we did find that about 12% uh, of the respondents would like to have some sort of uh, virtual option as well. And so um, what that looks like if we, if, we, if we project that out over our entire uh, school division is that there's about uh, between 400 and 450 students that we believe would like to take the virtual option with the remaining uh, 3,500 students wanting in person. And uh, by comparison purposes, we had 1,600 students in our Amherst Remote Academy this year. So obviously, um, we're at a point now where people are starting to feel more comfortable about uh, the health of, of our community and feel more comfortable with having their students back in school. So uh, I want to share some information that I think is important to this conversation. If uh, if you, if you don't know, the uh, General Assembly in uh, January, February um, reviewed some legislation. They introduced uh, what is called Senate Bill 1303, which was uh, 
put into law. Uh, Governor Northam did, in fact, sign this legislation in the last couple of weeks, and it is now law. And it states that a school board shall offer in-person instruction to each student enrolled in the local school division in public elementary and secondary school for the minimum number of required instructional hours. So what that means to us in Amherst County is is that the school board is required starting July 1 to provide all students with five days of learning all day long uh, like you um, had in uh, 2019. So uh, what we are looking at is by law being required to offer this to all students. Another part of this bill though addresses the virtual instruction and the language is a little bit different for school boards in this and that it says that any local school board may provide fully remote virtual instruction to students and so what that means is is that a school board uh, by law doesn't have to provide uh, virtual learning to its students. And so that becomes their choice. And if they choose to provide virtual learning, they can do so under criteria that they want to set forward. So using that, that parent data about what you would like for the following year and using what the law is actually requiring us to do, I came up, uh, our staff came up with a few recommendations uh, moving into next year, and I want to take this opportunity so you can you can get a general sense of what we would like to do as a school division for school year 2021-22. So the first thing is all students pre-K through 12th grade will be provided with in-person instruction five days a week. We have recommended to the school board that the elementary uh, classes run from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. and the secondary classes run from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. We will keep mitigation strategies will remain in place because the CDC and the Virginia Department of Health still have requirements for Uh, how we conduct our business. And so those mitigation strategies will remain in place. There will be two exceptions to what we had in place this year. So the first one, uh, as you know, this year we have been required to keep our social distance at six feet. What we will do is move that to three feet. The CDC is now allowing social distancing to occur at three feet, which will ultimately allow us with three feet social distancing allow as many of our students that want to return to the building to return to the building and we still meet the uh, requirements set forth by the CDC. The other thing that will be an exception will be uh, the amount of students that are allowed on a school bus. One of the limiting factors that we had this year was that uh, we were required to keep our students three feet apart on a school bus. This upcoming fall, we will allow uh, at least two students or two students to sit in a, on the same seat. Now, of course, all of these things you have to realize is that there's still masks that are required. And so uh, by, by, by allowing two students to sit on each seat on the bus, uh, transportation will not be a problem. We would like to urge you as parents and as families, if you have the ability to transport your child. That will help, 
but if you cannot, we are we are going to have uh, some some things in place that will make sure that we can get your child to school every day. The second option or the second recommendation that uh, we made uh, to the school board is that students that desire a virtual option will be allowed to apply to Virtual Virginia, and so. This past year, we had what was called the Amherst Remote Academy. That academy uh, was staffed by our own teachers. Uh, in many cases, some of our teachers worked in both the building with in-person students and uh, online with our virtual students. And while they did a, a, a fantastic job, it is really a stressor on the school system, because the school systems, uh, we're at a size that is is really too small to be dividing our resources that way. And so uh, we would like to offer to our, our virtual learners uh, admission into what is called Virtual Virginia. Virtual Virginia will be offered to students kindergarten through 12th grade. Uh, they will get the uh, almost to the same courses that we have in our in-person options. Uh, the, the classes will be uh, synchronous, which means that students will show up, there will be a teacher on the other end of the computer, and they will be going through their classes every day, uh, but in a virtual kind of a um, Zoom type or Google Meet type of environment, uh, which is a little bit different than what the Remote Academy provided because every day wasn't a synchronous day for our students. Now, the thing that you have to realize, if you would like the virtual option, that admission into virtual Virginia will be based on current behaviors. So uh, we will be looking at your current attendance and your current engagement in the remote academy. So if you're a student that has struggled to, to come to school in the virtual environment, it's likely that you will not be admitted into the Virtual Virginia program and you'll be asked to return to in-person learning. Once you are admitted into Virtual Virginia, it is a year-long program. So if you make that decision, that's what you will be doing for the year. The only exception to that would be is if you're admitted into Virtual Virginia and you are not meeting certain criteria, then we will remove you from Virtual Virginia and bring you back to in-person learning. So some of those criteria would be attendance, making sure that uh, your, your attendance stays appropriate, that you are engaging in the lessons, you're doing the work that is required of you, and then ultimately you're going to need reliable internet. Um, I think this past year uh, we were able to provide options where you got packets of information and um, the internet wasn't required. But for virtual Virginia, you're going to have to have reliable internet. And so uh, you're going to have to keep that in mind as we move forward. Ultimately, we believe that in-person learning is um, the best way for our students to learn. I believe we do a great job of that, and uh, we will because we do understand that some of our students have flourished in the virtual uh, environment and that some of our students still have 
uh, health factors that uh, may not be resolved by the fall, and that is why our school board is looking to provide some virtual option, but it will not look like it does this year. Now, in terms of timeline, so I presented this to the school board on April 15th, and from April 15th to May 13th, which is our, our next school board meeting, I'm going to be doing things like this, um, whether it's this podcast or on um, YouTube videos, we'll be using our social media. The uh, individual schools will have information to be sent home that will put some more of this information out to parents, out to students, so they can understand what their options are moving forward. Uh, at the same time, we will be doing a lot more formalization of this plan. Right now, I'm giving you general topics about what school will look like, uh, but we need to have an actual plan in place. And so over the next month, we will be working on that plan. On May 13th at the school board meeting, we will submit that plan to the school board. And at that time, we will begin seeking feedback from you. We want to know how the community um, uh, has reacted to this plan. Um, if you'll recall back in uh, June of last year when we were trying to figure out how we were going to get back into school, we, heard, we held several virtual town halls. Uh, our plan is during the end of May, beginning of June. We'd like to do that again. Uh, we felt like that that was a... Um, very successful way to to gauge the uh, input of our community, which is very important to us. And so ultimately, uh, by doing that, we will have a, a more formalized plan in place so our school board can vote in June to approve this plan and have this plan ready to go for when we return to school in the fall. And so that... Um, Kind of in a nutshell, uh, and and understand that all the specifics are not. Um, I haven't discussed all the specifics uh, to to our plan yet, but I felt like generally you needed to know what our intention is um, based on the response from the school board. The school board was um, very much in favor of us having five days of school in person all day for all of our students, but understanding that there are still some students that might require a virtual option and that we needed to provide that in some format. And so uh, please stay connected to this conversation. Um, if you haven't filled out the survey, it is very useful for you to do that. Uh, we'll make sure that that link is available through our social media channels on our website. So you can go on and you can give us uh, some input on what you would like to see for the coming year. Uh, but we are extremely excited. We, we know we can do this. Um, we, as you know, we've been in person uh, in some capacity since September. And I'm happy to report that even here in, in uh, late April, we have yet to have any in-school transmission of COVID-19. Uh, all of the transmission of COVID-19 has come from the community or the home. And so we feel like the things that we've done in the school are going to allow us in the fall 
to to meet this recommendation of five days a week for all students all day long. And so um, none of this stuff happens, though, without the support of families and the efforts of our students. So I want to thank you all again for what you've done this year to make this year happen. Uh, but we are really excited and we are really looking forward to what the future is going to hold because we really want our students back in our buildings. And so uh, please stay connected to this conversation. I want to thank you for listening today and I hope that everybody has a great day. Mm-hmm.